Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Been rocked one of the world's tallest complexes, causing so far um, unknown uh, injuries. At least two people are dead. We had an earlier report that maybe three people were killed. Uh, that has now been uh, downscaled to two people uh, killed, as many as 300 injured, tens of thousands of people who work in the World Trade Center complex of five buildings evacuated. In fact, that process is still going on. The whole entire WCBS News Radio 88 team is live down here in lower Manhattan, including WCBS uh, chopper pilot Neil Bush, who's been watching this all afternoon. Neil, one of the things we've been watching Port Authority helicopters do is ferry some of the injured from the top of the World Trade Center tower to a heliport down below. Okay, Tim, thanks very much. Uh, isn't that remarkable? Isn't that wonderful to see those choppers up there? And we did get a nice break. The weather was not cooperating when this uh, story broke uh, some several hours ago. The overcast was below the top of the World Trade Center. Since then, I'll tell you, it looks like a picture postcard right now. The World Trade Center in some sunshine, blue sky, and some chunky clouds overhead. It's just perfect. And those helicopter operations continue. We just saw one lift off again and come back down to the West Street area adjacent to the World Trade Center. Uh, what has happened uh, here in the last half hour, 20 minutes, is we've been looking at the uh, local grid work of streets around the World Trade Center, spreading over toward the FDR Drive, coming up to Canal Street. What has happened here in the last 45 minutes is that they have just uh, totally shut off the entire area. We're just going by uh, West Broadway here now. Police vehicles are blocking access now, heading southbound. So everything south of Canal is totally shut off. The entire area has been abandoned to emergency equipment only. Hundreds and hundreds of those, of course, surround the buildings around the World Trade Center. The other thing that we have observed is far fewer pedestrians in some of the uh, side street areas, and perhaps that bodes well because about an hour and a half ago, it was just chunk filled with many of them on those side streets, but there's been a dramatic decrease in that, so maybe that means that quite a few people that were in the buildings are now out of the buildings and on their way to some help. I hope that's the case. Here's a footnote. We just got word of a possible bomb threat at the Empire State Building. We took a site down 34th Street, and indeed, a lot of emergency equipment is on 34th Street in front of the Empire State Building, so some delays are building there. We're going to check that out next. Let's go back now to Tim. Okay, Neil, again, we're down here at the World Trade Center. We're about 1230. This all occurred with an explosion underground at a parking level, perhaps two, three stories below ground. Police uh, still investigating this. The area of the explosion right around the Vista Hotel, World, World Trade Center Tower number two, part of the complex of the world's, one of the world's tallest business complexes. With me, WCBS reporter Irene Cornell. What can you tell us about what uh, officialdom is telling us? Well, Tim, right now they don't know what caused it. There was some real heroic work by police and firemen who got here instantly and went right into that explosion area. They were digging people out by hand from under the rubble. About 15 people at least were trapped under rubble screaming for help when they first got here. As for Police Commissioner Ray Kelly, the big question now is what caused it, and he doesn't have much of an answer. Here's what he said. We don't know uh, 
how it started. We know very little about the cause. We know that uh, it was a major explosion. Uh, we have uh, fire marshals uh, and police investigators uh, are at the immediate scene now trying to de make some determination as to the cause, but uh, certainly nothing definitive at this time. Has any indication of an explosive device been uncovered? Well, we're not ruling out uh, anything at this time. So they're not ruling out an explosive device, Commissioner Kelly said, though there were no threats that he knows of at this point. So again, Irene, this is an explosion that occurred uh, right below Tower Number 2 at the World Trade Center, perhaps two, three stories below in an underground garage area. We're told it's the parking garage area, but again, uh, to heat this building for air conditioning purposes, the electricity system, all of that is, uh, is transferred from all of the floors in the building down below to those lower sub-basements where the guts of that building, if you will, operate out of uh, level 5 or level 6 uh, underground at the World Trade Center. Now again, as many as 40 to 50,000 people work in this complex every single day, so you can uh, as well imagine uh, that they all felt this and indeed they tell the story of feeling it they also experienced smoke problems that smoke traveled up stairwells the electricity was shut off in much of the building for a time even the emergency generators had to be shut down because of flooding in the basement because of all of this activity an absolutely incredible uh, day and an incredible experience for all of the people at the world trade center uh, who had worked here uh, michael isaac who was standing by uh, has the story of uh, of one of them mike well, as you say, Tim, 40, 50,000 people, it is like a small city in the sky in the space of one square block, all of those uh, those people having to be evacuated. Uh, one person I talked to, Mr. Clinton G., was on the 107th floor of World Trade Center Tower Number 1. The 107th floor is the location of Windows on the World, a very fancy restaurant where he was having lunch. Having lunch. Um... At 12.30, we felt a couple of explosions, and next thing we know, there's a fire in the building, so we walked all the way down. You have soot all over your face. This is not the way you like to spend uh, lunch at Windows on the Wall. Uh, exactly. It was, a, it was a different experience. How did you get down? Uh, down the stairwells. Uh, we lost lights on about the 80th floor, so we kind of felt our way all the way down. Smoke in the stairwells? A lot of smoke in the stairwell. That gentleman uh, obviously got out okay, as did uh, so many thousands of people. Uh, but, of course, many people still trapped inside, and uh, there are thousands of stories to tell. And, Tim, uh, we'll be hearing these stories for days and weeks to come. Mike, uh, you bring up a key point. Actually, uh, with all of those people who are working in the building, people are indeed still coming out. And uh, Doug Spiro, who has been here, my goodness, uh, since shortly after the explosion occurred, uh, is standing by with me. Doug, you, you just came from one of the entrances. You're still finding people coming out. Tim, they are indeed still coming out. Hundreds, perhaps thousands of people making their way down step by step, floor by floor. And the question is, was there any panic involved? Mm, not really. People stayed very calm. It was when the room started to really fill up with smoke that they started to break out the windows. Uh, I think if they hadn't broken the windows out, people would have panicked because you couldn't see very far, maybe five or six feet in front of you because the smoke was so thick. Some authorities say don't break the windows during a situation like that. you dispute that? Definitely. I'm sorry. Smoke was thick. You had to break the windows. You ain't getting no insulation. The smoke was coming through the air vents and everything. You had to, you had to break them or, or you'll suffocate in there and smuggle with the smoke. And you've got the soot all over your face. I see you're cleaning up here. <laughs> it's not exactly the way to start the weekend, but 
makes for an interesting story later on. And Tim, one of the women who came out, the uh, first thing she did, like so many others, after three, perhaps four hours of smoke and soot, they lit up a cigarette. I'm telling you, it, it was absolutely incredible, Doug, watching the uh, almost endless stream of people for a couple of hours uh, be escorted out of the building. I'm told it was like uh, the Lincoln Tunnel in morning rush hour in the stairwells of some of the World Trade Center buildings as people were jammed up for some 40 stories, I'm told, waiting to be escorted out of the building, uh, many of them coming out complaining uh, about uh, them being given no instructions whatsoever. On the other hand, many of them very, very grateful that this is, was not worse than it was, but indeed it was an incredible um, a tale of what happened, an explosion in a sub-basement at the World Trade Center, leaving at least two dead, 300 people injured. Uh, many of the injured uh, were taken only a couple of blocks away toward the east side of Manhattan at New York Hospital's Beekman location, where our colleague uh, Lou Miliano is standing by. Lou? Yes, Timmy, at uh, now called New York Downtown Hospital, over 100 of the injured have been brought here, a majority of them suffering, of course, smoke inhalation, also some lacerations, cuts, and bruises. A full third of the on-duty staff of 400 has been mobilized. The cafeteria here even being converted into a makeshift staging area for treatment of the less seriously injured. On the staff, Dr. William Coley says among those to be admitted, a New York City firefighter. Uh, Kevin Shea was one of uh, the firemen from Rescue One, had fallen about two flights through some of the collapsed floors and uh, broke his kneecap. So what kind of safety? He's fine. He's fine. He's going to stay. He's going to. He'll be surgery for the knee, but he's fine. Okay. He fell through two floors. He fell two flights after falling through one of the floors that had collapsed. How did he fall? I don't know the details. I just know that he, the, doing the search in the, in the area below where the explosion was. He fell through an opening and fell two flights, and they had to go down and get him and bring him up. And of the under four victims from the uh, World Trade Center, about 20 to 30, they say, are expected to be admitted here at New York Downtown Hospital. Tim? WCBS reporter Lou Miliano reporting from New York Hospital, uh, where some of the injured were taken uh, from this World Trade Center explosion. Now, again, we've had a discussion already about what perhaps caused this. Police are not really saying anything official. Uh, we have heard from fire officials that there was no significant signature of a transformer explosion, and they would indeed have seen that. Uh, the color of the flame would be very unique. The smell would be very unique. They didn't see any of that. An electrical fire, well, that is a possibility, uh, but again, they have no evidence of that. Uh, they have also spoken about perhaps a gas explosion. The explosion here was incredibly violent, and, and the remnants of it are absolutely incredible as well. I keep using that word, but it's the only word to describe it, or among the only words to describe it. It left a crater in the sub-basement area of the World Trade Center, uh, somewhere around three to five stories tall and about 50 to 100 feet wide. So one of the other possibilities is clearly that perhaps an explosive device was used here and indeed the New York City bomb squad has been on the scene uh, only fr from minutes after this this happened uh, we have been told that uh, they have no uh, definitive information as to w whether they found any evidence of uh, of an explosive device uh, but again that is one of the possibilities uh, that they have to look into because there is no obvious large gas line that goes through this area and again uh, the source of the explosion not known but it certainly was within the area that would be consistent with a parking garage and there was no real utility closet in that area so it's going to be indeed uh, the story of the next day or more as to uh, 
what exactly happened to cause this explosion at the World Trade Center, something that uh, the people who work here fear, New York City emergency responders fear, and indeed it came true today. Back to the studio. WCBS reporter Tim Scheld and our team at the World Trade Center, and what an extraordinary evacuation. How many people work at, at, at the Twin Towers, Well, 40,000 people, uh, and uh, it's a tremendous number, and when you think about the power of the explosion, a thousand square foot area of a steel reinforced concrete floor blown away. I mean, that's amazing. A hundred by a hundred feet, whatever blew up there was some either device or there's, there's a tremendous power involved with this explosion. And, uh, and then, of course, the smoke went up through the building, chimneyed through, and uh, they still have hundreds, if not thousands, of people awaiting evacuation. Last time we heard from the PD, they'd been up through 50 floors. They're going floor by floor, room by room, searching the whole area. And, of course, the evacuations, too, of the uh, people who need it most immediately from helicopter on top. And just one other thing, how big is the World Trade Center? The only building complex with two zip codes. While all this has been going on, uh, one of our continuing stories has finally been resolved. The word came a few minutes ago, and WCBS reporter Mary Gay Taylor is live with that about the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Mary Gay? It appears the St. Patrick's Day Parade this year will be run by the traditional Hibernians and that the gays will not be included. Federal Judge Kevin Duffy has issued a preliminary ruling that applies to this year's parade only. He said the Hibernians should have the parade permit, and he orders the city not to interfere with the conduct of the Hibernians parade by requiring the inclusion of any contingent which has not been approved by the AOH and the parade committee. And uh, he speaks also, he calls the... Human Rights Commission decision that called the parade a public accommodation and which said that the gays should be included, he referred to that as patently unconstitutional. So that's for this year only, Mary Gay? Only, but uh, the Frankie Byrne, who is this year's uh, consultant, but in years past has been a chairman, he said, we'll take this to the top, to the top court, and it is their feeling that the, that all the issues have been resolved, so why is it temporary, they want to know. Now, Mary Gay, we have another question before you. Mayor Dinkins, is, of course, has been on his visit to Tokyo. Yes. Have you heard any word from the mayor's people on his reaction to what's happened today at the World Trade Center? They are just in communication, and we're hoping to have a conversation with him in, within minutes back at City Hall. They're hoping to set up a telephone hookup, which, uh, if it comes through, we'll get his reaction firsthand. And who's been in control of this massive uh, evacuation and rescue operation? Has it been Deputy Mayor Norman Steisel? Well, he is the person in charge from the governmental point of view, but uh, then there is the police commissioner and the fire commissioner. WCBS reporter Mary Gay Taylor with that developing story. WCBS News Time 445. Now, a special report from WCBS News Radio 88. And sitting in for Harley Carnes, good afternoon. I'm Wayne Cabot. And I'm Therese Crowley. Two people are confirmed dead this afternoon in the explosion and fire two stories beneath the World Trade Center in the garage level. It's uh, level B2, an explosion that blew the floor out of the garage area. We're told that one person died at the scene. This is from the Port Authority. The other person died at arrival at a nearby hospital. The Port Authority now says one person was killed on a parking level uh, beneath the Trade Center's Twin Towers, and uh, as many as 300 people 
have been injured either from smoke inhalation or in some cases from uh, flying glass coming down from the towers above as people who were trapped in there with the smoke pouring in smashed windows to try to get some fresh air. Police Commissioner Ray Kelly says it'll be impossible to tell exactly what set off the explosion, but he can't rule out the possibility that it was caused by perhaps a powerful car bomb. Now the fire burned for about two hours after the explosion. Now, four and a half hours later, thousands of people Hundreds, perhaps thousands, are still being led down from the higher stories in a search by firefighters. And it's been so dramatic to talk to those people who have been trapped in the World Trade Center since 1218 this afternoon with no power. And they're making their way down. They're collecting in large groups. And to talk to them and how calm they are, Rich Lamb. That's true, and uh, some of the reasons, one of the reasons that they are calm is that uh, officials in there, some of them trapped themselves, have been urging them to stay calm. In fact, we talked uh, a little while ago with Port Authority Executive Director Stanley Brezinoff, who was on one of the floors there, the 48th floor at last report. Uh, He had made his way down a stairway and uh, ran into a thick wall of smoke. He and Mark Marchese, who is his information officer, and about 200 other people were waiting in a room, and we were told he got up on a desk and started to tell them to be calm. The only thing I've been doing is standing on a desk and uh, counseling calm and patience. And, uh, uh, but as far as the rest of it goes, uh, I know when I'm out of my league. <laughs> so, Stan, let me just ask you this question. Uh, have you ever, has this ever crossed your mind? Did you ever think about being in a situ- situation like this? And what is the reality like uh, versus uh, what you'd been thinking about? Well, first, it is a bit scary. Uh, the lights uh, were out. It was dark on the staircase. You could feel the smoke uh, gathering. But, uh, and uh, I don't think anything really prepares you for that. On the other hand, uh, I, you could take great solace uh, and strength from the fact that uh, all of the people around you were at, uh, walking uh, calmly. We're helping one another. We had teams carrying the uh, the two wheelchairs uh, uh, down, and even my bad back isn't hurting. I guess maybe that's what I need, exercise from time to time. So, yeah, it, it, it is in its way very intimidating. On the other hand, uh, uh, people uh, really behaved extraordinarily well and uh, helped uh, help one another out and responded, uh, responded to uh, uh, direction. That's uh, Port Authority Executive Director Stanley Brezinoff, uh, who is himself uh, one of those inside the World Trade Center, was at last report in any event, trying to make his way down through the World Trade Center, uh, which has uh, been involved in an explosion uh, this afternoon. And uh, Neil Bush in Chopper 88 has been keeping a bird's eye on on rescue efforts. Uh, Helicopters were ferrying people from the top of one of the World Trade Center towers. Neil, is that still underway up there? Uh, It is from time to time, Rich, I believe. less frequently than it was about an hour and a half ago, but occasionally uh, I do see somebody up there. Now, whether they're actually landing or not, I'm not concentrating on that to see if they're doing that, but it does seem to be less frequently than it was an hour and a half ago. And lower Manhattan now has been totally surrendered to emergency equipment only. Every intersection south of Canal Street is totally blocked. We looked at Broadway a moment ago from City Hall down to Battery Park, and there is nobody there, nobody but police cars, and that's about it. So nothing but emergency equipment now in lower Manhattan. And here's what you need to know if you're a driver in this area. You need to avoid the inbound Brooklyn and Manhattan bridges. They're solidly bumper to bumper. The battery tunnel is closed, but the Gowanus is okay. No delays now in the Gowanus 2 and up the lower Brooklyn Queens Expressway. Just don't try and go into Manhattan via the Brooklyn 
or the Manhattan Bridge. The Williamsburg Bridge, that's the way to go. In and outbound, Willie is okay. On the west side, inbound at the Holland Tunnel, one lane is closed. In spite of that, only about a 15-minute delay, but caution there because that'll bring you over to Canal, and Canal is wall-to-wall. -wall. I think a better idea, if you're coming into Manhattan, is head up to the Lincoln Tunnel. There we've got about a 15-minute delay. And Now let's see if we can raise Bob Jackson, Suburban Sky Patrol. I guess not. Bob's not with us this time. Let's check in now with Craig Allen in the WCBS Weather Center. All righty, Neil. The light snow, the flurries, they're coming to an end. Partly cloudy, windy weather developing overnight. Lows in the teens to near 20 degrees. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny. A windy day, high 30 to 35. And Sunday should be sunny with highs in the mid to upper 30s. It's 25 degrees. East wind at 7 right now. And uh, that makes it feel like 16. Tonight's lows will drop down into the teens. WCBS meteorologist Craig Allen, WCBS News Time 451. In just a moment, we're going to talk live to somebody from the uh, Division of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Uh, there have been reports that some of the vehicles may have been affected in the World Trade Center. We'll see if we can get some confirmation on that. Meantime, let's go to the World Trade Center, the 86th floor. We're now uh, connected with David Marcells, who's among those still trapped up there. How you doing so far? Hi, uh, we just like to say that the, the, the people that are helping here is incredible. I mean, all, everybody that's able-bodied is, is helping everyone, and this is great. Um, it seems right now that um, there, there's, the smoke is a little bit clearing right now. It appears that the building was hit in the side with Howard Stern's nose. All right, some jerk, obviously, on the line. Really uh, bright to do it in a time like this, huh? And joining us live on the news line now, a gentleman from the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. And he's a man by the uh, name of John O'Brien, a special agent with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Uh, his office is across the street from the World Trade Center, and he heard the explosion. Uh, agent O'Brien, can you tell us uh, what it was like from your perspective? Uh, basically, we heard a loud uh, report of noise at approximately 12.15 this afternoon, and uh, events developed from that point. Okay, and, and uh, was uh, there a vibration where you were located, or did you see smoke, or what? No, I didn't see anything, just heard the, uh, the retort. Okay, um, I have a question for you, and that is, we have a report uh, that uh, there are some cars from your agency parked in the area of the explosion. Is that correct, or can you tell us about that? Uh, there's a large parking area in the World Trade Center that have uh, very, very various agencies and civilian cars parked in it. Uh, I'm not really sure uh, how close that was to where they believe the explosion occurred. I know that they have parking areas down around the World Trade Center labeled FLEO, Federal Law Enforcement Organizations, and I uh, assume that they, uh, if there are sensitive agencies down there, that they would have some sort of security. Is that correct, or are we putting you on the spot here? Well, it's real, just, we're just talking about vehicles being parked. There's really no uh, secret to it. Okay, so, uh, but uh, is there any concern that there could have been uh, uh, some targeting of those vehicles or, or personnel who might have been uh, going in or out of the vehicles? It's much too premature at this point to make any determination as to even what type of, uh, even what occurred. No one knows at this point what in fact occurred. Uh, it's still under investigation by the fire department, the police department, the FBI and our own agency, the fire marshals, and it really just is too premature at this point to speculate as to what actually occurred down there. As Special Agent John O'Brien from the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, thank you very much for coming on the air with us. Appreciate Good it. Afternoon. And uh, again, as we say, uh, at the World Trade Center, emergency efforts underway still uh, to evacuate people from the towers there. Last report, they were about halfway up, checking uh, floor by floor, room by room. 
Uh, and of course, 40,000 people work in there. So the question is, uh, how many people are left to be evacuated? The answer is we don't know. But we do know that emergency personnel have been slowly but surely making their way up to everybody who's in the building. And, of course, if you're trying to get home, a lot of people have been trying to get home from the World Trade Center today. The PATH service was uh, terminated from the World Trade Center. There are some other problems. Let's go to the traffic center. Here's John Grimmeyer. Okay, and thank you, Therese. We do have other problems, of course. Uh, the main one is the PATH trains. You can't get out of World Trade Center and headed into New Jersey. You can't get into Exchange Place in New Jersey either. What you want to do for the PATH trains is get up to 33rd Street. That'll get you into New Jersey. They're still running there. Ferry service, some good news there. Hoboken Ferry is running now with every five-minute service out to midnight, and that runs between Battery Park City out into Hoboken. Also, the Port Imperial Ferry running every four to six minutes from Midtown into Weehawken, and that'll run till about 7 p.m., so you may want to consider that as well. Other transit notes, if you're going to try to get out of the city, you can get the uh, New Jersey Transit trains out of the Pennsylvania Station. They're running on a load-and-go basis, as is the New Jersey Transit buses running from the Port Authority Station. Load-and-go. If you can get up there, that's your best alternate. On the subways, pretty much everything running okay. You want to grab your E-trains up to uh, Uptown and to get to 33rd Street or to the Pennsylvania Station or Port Authority Bus uh, Terminal. Those are your best bets there. And one more note too, the uh, World Trade Center bus service terminates at Houston and 9th Street, so you want to head over to that area if you're going to grab the bus service uptown. Back to uh, Therese and Wayne. Thank you, John Grimmeyer. We've been getting, uh, as you've heard, some reports back and forth about perhaps it was a bomb involved. Well, now the AP is quoting a police source as saying that it was a massive bomb which caused a blast under the World Trade Center. This source, uh, who wouldn't identify him or herself, says the Secret Service keeps a lot of vehicles in the garage beneath the Trade Center. And the blast devastated the, those cars and also destroyed a car that carries the president when he is in New York City. This is an unconfirmed report, uh, but it comes from the AP quoting a police source that it was a massive bomb which caused that huge, very forceful explosion this afternoon. Of course, the president is not in New York City today. Uh, president Clinton will be in our area, but in New Jersey coming up next Monday. WCBS News Time 456. The markets uh, had to slow down for a bit. Some of the uh, commodities markets that were at the World Trade Center because Con Ed cut the power at 1.30 this afternoon. Dean Shepard has more about business now for Money Magazine. In New York, and American stock exchanges escaped any direct impact from the explosion and fire, but virtually every other New York-based exchange was affected, forcing early shutdowns at several. The Dow Jones Industrials closed out the week with a gain of just under six points at 33.71. Trading volume slowed to 235 million shares on the the big board with advancing stocks outpacing decliners by an 11 to 7 margin a better than one point gain for the S&P 500 the Amex up a point and a half and the over-the-counter stocks enjoyed another good session up three and three-quarter points but the long Treasury backed off a bit further down four thirty seconds spot gold off a dollar sixty at three twenty nine an ounce crude oil down six cents a barrel and the dollar picked up three quarters of a yen a full fennig against the demark and one cent against the pound sterling the fourth quarter of last year was one of almost explosive growth for the economy. The gross domestic product grew at a pace of 4.8 percent in the final three months of last year, the fastest clip in five years and a full percentage point above the government's initial estimate. Business news at 25 and 55 around the clock here on WCBS. I'm Dean Shepard of Money Magazine for News Radio 88. Chemical Bank talks with Bernard Kennedy, the president, and John Cullen, the CEO of King Cullen Supermarkets, about keeping the family business in the family. As long as we can do it, we want to keep King Cullen out there as that viable family company. Well, I would never 
uh, think of selling out or anything like that because there's too many people that have had their life's history here. We're proud that we were America's first supermarket. We want to have that company be nurtured by the children that come on after us and continue that tradition on. It's wonderful to see the spirit we have. I'm never going to retire, I'll tell you that. The people at King Cullen are dedicated to preserving the family business, and so are the people at Chemical Bank. We recognize Chemical as one of the leading banks in our area. We've been dealing with it quite a, quite a long time. As much as they've helped us in the past, I think they can help us even further in the future. It's a wonderful bank to have. Chemical Bank, taking your family business to the next generation. It starts tomorrow at 10 a.m. and goes straight through till midnight. Levitt's 14-hour midnight sale. The furniture sale that is so big, Levitt's had to extend their hours to midnight. Many new items have just arrived. Still others are one of a kind. Odds and ends, closeouts, but that's not all. On approved credit, you need make no down payment and no monthly payments until June. Plus, no finance charges if paid in full by the June due date. That's not all. Take advantage of extra bonus dollar savings when you purchase $300 or more. Get to Levitt's tomorrow between 10 a.m. and midnight, because when the clock strikes 12, it's all over. You'll love it at Levitt's. 24% APR finance charge. Minimum 50 cents will accrue, but account will be credited if paid by the June 1993 due date. Offer grid Saturday only. WCBS News Time 459. Let's get a quick check of weather from Craig Allen in the WCBS Weather Center. Skies will be partially clearing during the night. It's also going to get windy as the storm intensifies offshore, lows in the teens to near 20. Partly to mostly sunny, still windy tomorrow, highs just 30 to 35. Clear and very cold tomorrow night, low again in the teens to near 20. Less wind, mainly sunny Sunday, and temperatures will recover slightly to the mid and upper 30s. WCBS New York, 5 o'clock. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.